Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the more or less cloudy voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for The Food Show, an utterly unique bit of broadcasting that we have been carrying on for 30 years. And something else occurred on 30 years ago today. Should, uh, should we discuss this? Of course, because I want to sing. With, with me in I the studio sing. today is my wife, Mary Ann. Hi. And uh, she has a piece of news. It's a special day for me. Very special day for you. And it's even more of a special for somebody else who we will tell you for in just a moment. Jude, who was born today, 30 years ago. I can't Imagine. believe it. <gasps> Let's well, sing the song. We uh, used to have this. Tom which used one? To, Tom used to have this adorable little. You know, I, I, I don't know how far back the listeners go, um, but back in the day, like way back in the day, I'll in those say. early days of the show, he had a little birthday jingle. He had a bunch of jingles that um, were on these red records that sadly. Were hurricane, lost. hurricane. Sadly, uh, were lost with Katrina, and the reason they were at his office of was that I refused to have them in the house because there were stacks <laughs> and stacks of them. We didn't have any uh-huh. place for it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this little jingle we used to play for the kids or anyone else that we knew that mm-hmm. was having a birthday, and it was so cute. It was not like you, a happy. You want to give it a try? So, let's do it together. Yeah. Whose birthday is this? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Who's getting a kiss? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Joy and gifts galore. We'll be in store. If you remember somebody you know, happy birthday! Happy birthday is loving you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Choose a present for the birthday of the one so dear. The jingle was so much better. Oh, the jingle it, was so much this, better. Uh, that little piece of music <laughs> came. Happy birthday, Jude. What a joy you have been to our lives. And he oh, is still bro. doing it. Last night I had a wonderful conversation with him that he stepped out to have with me while he was having a big meeting over dinner in Santa Monica. And I just think that he's a really good son. Oh, there's no really missing that. Really good son. <laughs> anyway. We all, uh, all three of us love him so much. Yes, it's a, it and, was. Uh, and there's no way you could not love him. He was just. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. One of, the, one of the real people. Yes, great times. Uh, happy birthday, Jude. So yep. uh, it is also not only Jude's birthday, but. We, oh, wait, wait before we go any farther, <laughs> I, should, I should mention that during that whole period where we were talking about uh, him and everything, we had a little, kind of a, like a little. Uh, uh, check off that we and and what it was is that we used to re, we used to call him uh, disgustingly disgustingly cute master, cute Jude. master Jude. Yes, that's what we called him. And people yes. to this day, I'll run into him and say, "Yeah, oh yeah, I know you. You're the guy with the uh, with the disgustingly cute, cute. cute." Yes, 
Man anyway, disgustingly yeah. cute. I don't know, but how we got away with that uh, without him? Yes. He should have called. Well, us. actually, <laughs> uh, the kids should have called us on a bunch and of things beat us so up too. many right. times. Hmm. But uh, and I, I hesitate to bring this up because this brings up a. Um, memories mm, of our children things. dining <laughs> in restaurants, and I know that yeah. there are restaurateurs still talking about our children dining in restaurants with us. But there was uh, there was a conversation last week about it, and I sort of shuffled it away because uh, it is not it's not a fond memory for me. But um, our kids did grow up in restaurants, and then wisely we just stayed home, the kids and I, and ate mac and cheese for about fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> well, they certainly did get. Their, their share of that. Yes, but you know, oddly yeah. enough, when we stopped eating pasta, we just stopped eating it, and for some reason or another, don't really miss it all that much. Although I will say this, yesterday I was going to ask you to go to Bosco's and mm-hmm. get some um, Bordelais, angel yeah. hair Bordelais, which I just kind of am craving for some reason right now, which is a dreadful thing to crave. This is, uh, in our <sighs> own home, we refer to that as garlicky pasta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to call us, because we should get the right. show rolling. Garlicky pasta is maybe one of the most wonderful things on earth. Why don't we tell everybody how to do it? We have a really good it. recipe for it too. You, you, you think we have time to, to course, tell them? Because it's course, yeah. it's not a difficult dish to do. Not at all. And you don't even need a whole lot of ingredients. You need olive oil, a little bit of butter, maybe if you want to. You don't really need it. I've never used it. I use it a little bit. Yeah, I've never used okay, it. Okay, so you have uh, you have garlic and olive oil and a little bit of butter, maybe if you want. And then you have some freshly chopped garlic. And uh, we're not talking about the dried up stuff in a can or anything like that. This is... Uh, yeah, that started. stuff is nasty. Yeah, it's awful. I remember your campaign like to get people away from that, and not. Uh, I I kept seeing it like on my brother's shelf, and I kept saying, you know, you really should get rid of that. It's so much easier to just. It's not easier, but it's better. Yeah. To just chop it. Well, uh, so and the way you cook this is you put some of the oil uh, and butter if you're using it into a pan. You don't want a really hot pan. You want kind of like a middling to easy, and you have. You have uh, uh, made the pasta. Well, you probably didn't make the pasta yourself, but you have you have cooked it down so that it's soft and kind of swings around a little bit. And then uh, when it gets to be that uh, point where it's al dente, you know, this is where when you bite down on a piece of pasta, it resists your bite as opposed to just you're swallowing it. Or down. it doesn't have to be al dente. I never did al dente. You didn't do al dente. No. Okay. Well, uh, that's all right. You're allowed to do that. Anyway, we would toss all of this in the pan, and everything would be covered by the garlic and the olive oil, and the parsley was usually in I'm going to give you the real recipe when he's done. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, uh, and then salt and pepper, and let's see, what have I left out? You left out a lot of things. We, uh, uh, we used to do it, and I used to do it more than you did for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have a lot, probably a quarter of a cup of olive oil, and, oh, I would say almost as much chopped garlic yeah. and, and parsley in the same amount, I would say. And then uh, we would have the crushed red pepper, generous sprinkling of crushed red that. pepper. A little bit. And Italian herbs to make, the, to make it Italian, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, Which ones do you like? 
Well, you know what? I used to do the Italian seasoning, and then I got away from that, and I started individually putting the dried basil, um, dried oregano, a lot of oregano. I think that is like the Italian flavor, oregano. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even more yeah, so than dried sure. basil. But uh, and then thyme. So those three ingredients, thyme, basil, and oregano, to me, make the Italian seasoning. And I prefer it. I prefer doing it myself as a combination of those things rather than just putting Italian seasoning in. So there was no. this enormous pile of stuff in there before the pasta even went in. And then we would just toss and toss and toss the pasta. And, of course, you would have to have an enormous blanket of Parmesan cheese, really good stuff Parmesan cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really made a difference. It was it was delicious. That We uh, we lived on that, the kids and I. Oh, they we loved did. it, but we did too. And did. it got to the point at a fairly early age that they were doing it themselves. Got well, that pan out and whipping out the olive oil and... Next thing you it's know, it's so easy to do. Yeah, it's that really that easy. and the pita pizzas were the things that we ate just as snack food. And it's cheap too. At home. It's, it was cheap. Very it inexpensive. Cheap. Yeah. Anyway, then they grew up and started going to restaurants and sitting down, and then we started spending a lot more money. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. We now? are we are just reminiscing uh, because it is mm-hmm. our son Jude's birthday, our firstborn, and in two days it will be the thirty. First anniversary of this radio show. Is it really? That's right. It That's is, right. isn't it? The 18th of July. Yes. Yeah. I remember when we first went on the air back yeah. at the Maison Blanche building. Who was the host that day? <laughs> Let's see. When we went Stupid on the setup, air, when heard. we went on the air, I believe <coughs> I followed you. Didn't I? Yeah, you were uh, you were on ahead I of me. And so, no, no. Huh? You know why I know that I followed you? Because what, what you about started to leave those chocolates on the console. And mm-hmm. I am so, this is really sad. This is just going to show you why I am me. <laughs> 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 but but um, Tom preceded me. I had a different kind of show. And he preceded me. In the early days of our broadcasting sim- not simultaneously, but our um, adjacency of broadcasting, I should say. And uh, very clumsily, I will say that. And uh, he, I would follow him with my show. And he, um, for you, you, as the I first recall, week or so... You had a very different kind of program. I did. Yeah. The first week or so, you would leave a chocolate on the console there. Because at that time, you ran your own board, believe it or not. I mean, this is so archaic to even think right now. But oh, it's, there, there are times when I wish I was still doing board it. back in the day. Like today and would have been nice if I had done it myself today. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so Tom would leave a chocolate for me. Just no, one. No, that's romantic. Wouldn't you agree? Once. It was the <laughs> I'm serious. Tom, that was that was the only time you've ever been romantic in 30 years. Seriously, that's, that's it. not it, it true. Just you completely know. dried up after that. It was like you tricked me. But anyway, she's exaggerating. So he, guys so, out there, give me a vote on that, would you? So he had this chocolate on the on the board. It was a and, Hershey bar. And the first time, the Very first, first time, I actually chased you out. This is sad. I'm embarrassed to admit this on the yeah. air. I'm embarrassed to admit how stupid I am on the air. But um, but I, uh, I, I picked up the chocolate, and I ran out of the studio, and I said, here, you forgot this. 
And then <laughs> the next day, there was another kind of chocolate, and I did it again. And by the third day, I realized, oh, I think he's doing this on purpose. And so, um, and so he said, yes, those are for you. And so that was, and this is what I mean by the romantic. So mm-hmm. one of these chocolates was a Perugina. And it was the that's one of your favorites. It's the Italian hazelnut chocolate. It's not really dark enough for me anymore, but it was really great at one time. But they look like breasts. (sighs) You know, they look like they look like a nipple is what they look like. Because there's a hazelnut at the top in like a like a just a like a receding sort of. They look like a volcano, too, I guess, but there's a hazelnut on top. I think and we can all visualize that. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've seen them, but anyway. <laughs> well. Um, they're in a a, um, a distinctive wrapper that is silver with little blue stars, and they're called Perugina, and they, came, they come from Perugia in Italy. And when I had this chocolate, it was like you know, a whole other experience. I don't I don't know that I've ever had a hazelnut before, except maybe the ones that I picked out of the planter salted nuts. And so I had the hazelnut and I thought, yeah, this is really good. So um, that was the last. Now, if Tom was actually romantic, then he would give me those on our anniversary and my birthday and things like that. But for the next 30 years, <laughs> 30 years, uh, I never got one of those again. And I and, and I would say, you know, I really like those chocolates. And he'd say, well, I can never find them. That's and true. And then I would go to the store and they'd be all over, like I, at Martin's every, or any place. I you could find just, those anywhere. I'd go to every chocolate shop. I'm sure you did. Never could find them. <laughs> Until about yes. maybe, let's say, two weeks after uh, the, After her whatever the event was, yeah. yes, and, you would and, run into, and them. then I would run ah, around and I, I would find see. them immediately. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But when I when needed them, yeah, of course. You couldn't uh, find anyway, them for your life. Anyway, <laughs> If you would like to join our conversation, you are listening to one hundred five point three HD two WWL FM HD two, where we talk food with you. Yep. And we would love to do that with you uh, about food, about restaurants, cooking wine and uh, wines. And uh, hey, did you get a taste of that porter uh, cabernet we I opened up a couple of days ago? That was, I was really feeling good about that. I don't, I don't open up good bottles of wine for no reason. It was at all. very oaky. It was very oaky. Yeah, it was oaky. Yeah. What and, were you celebrating? Uh, the fact that we were uh, we had done that? we had done something. Oh, it was. The- Yes, it was living through the hurricane. Tom gets a little worked up by hurricanes. You've probably noticed that. Yeah. 260 Today is, uh, in addition to being Jude's birthday, it is National Corn Fritter Day. Hmm. Now, here's my question. Yeah. Is a corn fritter, is a corn, okay, here's the question for you for when we come back. Okay. Is a corn fritter and a hush puppy the same thing? No. Okay, we'll, Definitely we'll talk not. about it. We'll talk about it when we come back. 260-6368. Yeah, think you about it. You are listening to 105.3 HD2 FM WWL. Welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show in uh, on the air for 30 years now. And uh, today 
is the birthday of our son Marianne over there, and Happy me birthday, are sitting over here. And uh, anyway, we he was the greatest production of our radio show, other than that. And yes, he's it's all it's he's all inexorably sharp, linked. This guy is a sharp uh, donut. Uh, Jude is, and he has he's uh, he's a lot smarter than I am. Let's just say that uh, he, this is a, a guy, don't you think? Who he just walks up and takes a look at some is problem you might be having, and, hmm. and 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 she says, "It's done. Everything's done. It's amazing." Yes, that's exactly yeah. true. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Porter and Luke is a wonderful, mm-hmm. comfortable neighborhood restaurant in Metairie on Metairie Road. Mm. You like the turtle soup, huh? I love the turtle soup over there. I love turtle soup to begin with, but not very many restaurants have it anymore. And if you don't think I mean that, go look around a little bit. Just say, what, uh, how much turtle soup do you have? Well, what's your turtle soup? What's it made out of? Believe it think, or not, it's not usually made out of turtles. Do you think upset or think I was crazy if I said, I want to know if your turtle soup has ha- has real turtle in it so I won't order yeah. it? Uh, well, yeah, they because it, it becomes it comes as a shock to most people who are in the business to to find out that they don't really have any fresh uh, turtles. It's not too it's not too easy to find. Anyway, they have a lot of great stuff there. You can find it, but it's not the best. What? They have a lot of good stuff there. They have the fried chicken. Fried chicken is very good there from day one. I remember when I'm trying to remember the guy's name is something like Vincent, Charlie Vincent. Uh, Vincent. Eggplant okay. Vincent is his signature <clears throat> dish that well, they ha- that they kept there. He was the chef at the beginning. The panade fried eggplant with the seafood dressing Delicious. over the creamy angel hair pasta. Delicious, good dish. And then uh, after you get through the uh, speaking of Bordelais, they have yeah. o- oysters Bordelais there. They do. Meatball and spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Red beans with a ham shank. I know the menu by heart because we go so often. Well done. I love the uh, the club sandwich. They do serve it with a, a honey mustard dressing, for which I forgive them. But I do ask them to sub out the mayo, and it comes really stacked high with fresh-cut potato chips, which I got to tell you, mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. Porter and Luke is a great neighborhood place, great service, really nice people, and uh, and just terrific comfort food. 1517 Metairie Road, you know, Porter and Luke. Other than the turtle soup that I pointed out. Yeah, we have three oh, more opportunities. There, well, there are a bunch that. of them, but there, there <laughs> is, uh, there's one other thing that would be my second in, uh, in interest. And okay. if, if only I could remember what Yeah, but it was you know what? what? We're get, we got three more chances for you to do that. So oh, okay. let's, uh, right. let's move mm-hmm. along. Today is National Corn Fritter Day. So yeah. is a corn fritter the same thing as a hush puppy? And if not, why not? Because they're both fried cornmeal, right? Corn, like cornbread. Yeah, I mean, the, the basically the meaning of uh, corn... Um, Fritter or corn, corn fritters. Or hush puppy. I okay. mean, the word, very word fritter, it, it basically means fried? something fried. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's really the definition okay. of it. So you can go in just any direction you want from that. Uh, but okay, but, but, but a hush tends, puppy is the same thing, isn't it, it? Yeah, it tends to mean when you say fritter, you're thinking of something with a little more bulk than Fry, you so, know, like, fr- it's bigger than the ball that, that that's it, a hush puppy? It's usually a little bigger, yeah. Does anybody like you hush could, puppies? Because I used to like hush puppies, and now I never, ever, ever well, you know, eat you hush know, puppies. If you were to survey all of the uh, all of the, the fritters, et cetera, uh, that had ever come through this 
The world. Yeah. World would uh-huh. be good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you were to take a look at that, you would, uh, I think, see that it is... Uh, that it's not good? It, no, no. That <laughs> It all seems to come from a single place a long time ago, and that was... Uh, that, no, here, I need some help with this. Oh, I can't help because I have well, no you, idea what you're I, talking about. I think you can. I, have I no think idea you, what you're talking I about. think you can get this. Yeah. It's. Um, <laughs> it's it, like every it's, day. It's like this. It's like being on Jeopardy. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> terribly sorry. It's my <laughs> fault. It, and so I. <laughs> Go but, ahead. But uh, anyway, uh, the, you know that that uh, seafood uh, restaurant that is in or was in Baton Rouge. I don't know if it is or not. Oh, Ralph and Cacuz. Ralph and Cacuz. Was that the, the origin of the Hush Puppy locally? Ralph, uh, uh, Ralph, wait, did I say Ralph? Ralph That's, and, yeah, it's Ralph and Cacuz. Ralph and Cacuz. Yeah. Uh, if you... I forget their, if, their last name, though. If you get that... Uh, you will find something that's a little more substantial than, you know, just a little. Has anybody been to Ralph and Kaku's lately? I, I think uh, they are uh, just in their home city. They're in uh, right across the river. They're not still in the quarter? I don't think. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact they're not there unless they just recently reopened because really? it, it had hmm. opened and closed several times. That is the biggest restaurant in the French Quarter, by the you way. Know, it's fifth, I, I used 1500. to think that was really good, but you know what? I used to think a lot of things that were really good that maybe I don't think are really good now. But has yeah. anybody been to a Ralph and Cacuz anywhere been, lately? Been, been ages. And it, it, the, the yeah. French Quarter, yeah, yeah, like, that's what a, I thought. Like, I know that they have... Um, do they still have in Baton Rouge? Is that where they started? Yeah, they still. Uh, no, they actually started uh, right across the river in a town called right across ha- Hag High something. Wait, right across the river in Baton Rouge area? No, it's on the other side of the river, like uh, Donaldsonville. Donaldson? No, it's it's. But but it's but you're talking about the river by Baton Rouge. The it's river like by Baton. It's like origins of Baton Rouge area. More or less, yeah. Okay. Kind of. Now, Mike Somebody, Anderson. Wait, wait. Let me tell. If you know the town I'm talking about, it's on the right where they on the started? other. Huh? Where they started? That's where they started. Uh-huh. I don't know. And uh, anyway, they moved around a lot, and they opened several. They had a lot of them. They at had one many point. Uh, locations in New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, they would come and they would go, though, which was the deal. Now, Mike Anderson's... Did, he did took Mike over Anderson, the same, uh, okay, same I was spot. about to say, did he have anything to do with them? Was he like an offshoot of them in some I way? Would Were say they related so. in any way? That, now, yeah. which one did you like better? Because I remember uh, liking Mike Anderson. I, may, I thought but, Mike Anderson was terrific, and when it okay. reached its peak, it okay. was uh, right across the river, as I've been trying to get this calculated yeah. in uh-huh. my mind but uh it was um uh were they were they affiliated at some point like like you know people spin off of things yeah. like the lakeview yeah. harbor people spun off of port of mike Call mike and, anderson's opened um, up they had one or two or three in the baton rouge area but they were here too and they were right next to galatoires for quite a long time in Baton Rouge area? No, in New Orleans. There are four of them right now. Oh, right four? now? Okay. Ralph yes. and Cacuz or Mike yes. Anderson? Uh, no, um, okay. not Mike Anderson, but Ralph and Cacuz are located in Bossier City. Bossier okay. City. That's what I was... No, that wasn't. No, Lufkin, Texas. Yeah. And, oh, uh, really? Beaumont. In Texas? Huh. Beaumont, yeah. two in Texas. One in Lufkin. No. Yeah. Huh. One in Lufkin, one in Beaumont. Huh. There's one in Baton Rouge, and there's also one in Mobile. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. 
I wonder. I wonder if Mike Anderson pushed them out of this market because maybe Ralph and Kakus. Because people he, had, had he, been saying that Ralph and Kakus had slipped a lot, and then Mike Anderson's kind of came in strong. But neither of them. They have. they uh, they were really really good. I remember Mike Anderson. Well, I've, you know they're around Baton Rouge. I see billboards for them now. Yeah, but they're they're yeah. all gone from this area. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, note that th- I'm making a comparison here from the very first one and then all these other Okay, we'll get back to hush we, puppies. Went, we went way off the track. Yeah, so uh, hush puppies yeah, are, are descended is where, is that from where you originally saw Mike Anderson's. Is that where you originally saw hush puppies? I'm sure they were around before no, that. No, it's it's the uh, the one we Ralph first. Ralph and Cacuse. Yeah. Ralph and Cacuse. Yeah. That's that's at the heart of of all of these. Now you know you get you can order hush puppies, just as as a as like an appetizer at chimes. They mm-hmm. they serve hush puppies, which Mary Lee actually gets with some frequency. I. Don't even eat hush puppies when they come on a plate free anywhere. Mm. And I think maybe they do at Blue Crab. I'm, I know they come somewhere free. And I go, anybody want my hush puppies? Well, yeah, a lot of them do. Uh, it's like a generic sort of thing on a seafood platter. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but it, I don't eat seafood platters mm. anymore. So that's. Yeah, me neither. It's too much food. That's probably why. It's way well, it's too much. It's never good either. And I don't eat a lot of fried stuff anymore. New Roads. New Roads was what I was trying to. <laughs> Do you, do, do, it's like it comes in. Mm, but like, did you see that coming? Uh-huh. No, I didn't. No? And it's, it's yeah, just new like roads. all of a sudden, you know, uh, you, it comes you, to the top. You heard, it's like you're fishing for something and you just keep Well, that is the what I was doing. But uh, just a couple of minutes ago, I was trying to remember because it was a, uh, a, 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 a town on the other side of the Mississippi yeah, River. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. And and the place I was looking yeah. for was New, new Roads. They say New Roads. New Roads, new right. Roads. We need to get Bobby now, A. Bear in here. New, Roads, new Roads. Roads is a cute little town it that is. is reputed to be a cuter town than it actually is. I have a friend who now lives in St. Francisville. and Beautiful and, part of the state, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, she was in California, so to me that's ah. that's downgrading. But anyway, <laughs> but um, but she's quite happy there. Her son lives here, which is why they're here. But anyway, she lives in um, St. Francisville, and I visited her, and we've gone to New Roads. New Roads. And I, I find that um, it's maybe got a cuter reputation than it actually is. Not like Covington, which has a cute reputation, mm-hmm. but it's really cute. Um, there's, You know who, who's from that area? And I think they're back there now. They started in that area. And the, the Sackalay people. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they started at a mm. place in St. Francisville, which is kind of like an old gas station. Yeah. It, and you pull up in the dust comes up from you, the parking you know, lot. Those people, uh, they were fairly young. They really knew what they were doing, sure, I always thought. Still really Every yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, they, it's good But food. it never really got off the well, ground it's, to... Uh, it's different. Yeah, it's very different. It's different. But I did think it was good, and, always. But if you go to their place in New Roads... New Roads, um, yeah. Gosh, I'm starting to annoy myself with that, so I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need to do that for? You're doing all of it that you possibly can. <laughs> Anyway, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good like Louisiana stuff in whatever the name of that place is. If anyone knows the original location for the people that did Sackalay.
Yes. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. You are listening to WWL-FM 105.3 HD2, where we talk food with you. Hello. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We talk about food to the exclusion of everything else you could possibly think of. And if you don't believe me, just go ahead and do it. We'll, we'll do it anyway. Either way, we'll, we'll uh, have some fun with Can you Can I talk about me. something other than food right now? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? You know that chair that almost threw you out the window? I think uh, I'm sitting I in it now. Uh, the, yeah, the, <laughs> it, keeps, the, it keeps cranking, and I feel like I'm going to fall. It drops like uh, seven yes, inches all of a sudden. Yes, that's it. That's the one. On. So somehow or another, it's made its way over here. Doug probably did it. <clears throat> did you, Doug? All right, let's let's talk about New Orleans hamburger and seafoods. Our program is uh, sponsored by them, indeed. A New Orleans hamburger and seafood company. I remember when they first opened up, it was in the 1980s, if I remember correctly. And I just happened to be wandering by in uh, Metairie. I was a friend of mine I was uh, meeting, and we were going to do something or other. Probably anyway, eat. <clears throat> probably eat, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, we were just uh, wandering around, and, and we saw this place that was uh, doing hamburgers with a theme of New Orleans. And I thought, you know, I don't—I can't think of any reason why that should be a problem, but there's something about the idea uh, uh, that makes this less than it, it maybe ought to be or maybe just, you know, kind of goofy. And uh, all I had to do is get a sound check on that and just listen to it long enough to realize that I was talking to somebody who actually cared about how much, uh, you know, heart had, had put cooked. into the yeah. into. But then when I had one, I saw the kind of hamburger that you would go to like a gourmet deli somewhere yeah. or better. And this was way better than that, especially the hamburger part of the, the uh the part of it that hits the hot surface and put it in my mouth. And I said to myself, this is, has got possibilities. They also have and good seafood. They have good seafood as well. Seafood that you can make spice-alicious. Spice-alicious. They char-grilled oysters. There they are. Yes. And uh, they they uh, really put this it all together. This is before char-grilled oysters, probably, your little reverie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. Anyway, but anyway, they Orleans hamburger and seafood. Yeah, they're open ten uh, seven days lo- uh, a week. Ten locations. Ten locations, and yes. uh, and they probably of, serve. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you they do serve hush puppies with their seafood platters. Oh, I'll yeah. bet you they do. Uh, and uh, you know what? Did we bring in anything about uh, about uh, their French fries? Those those little crescent shaped. I, I love those, and they seem to be, like, really, you know, not punched out of some machine or something. It looks like they've actually been made from potatoes. I, 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 well, yeah, they're all made from potatoes, but I don't know if I would say that because I don't know if that is true. But anyway, um, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood has delicious, crispy, fried foods, and a lot of it, all yes. different kinds of seafood for poor boys, for platters. And uh, good salads. They have some uh, regional kind of specialties, New Orleans specialties. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood, good place to go, good representation Mm -hmm. of what we do here, 10 locations around town. 
And there they are. Now, back to corn fritters. Oh, before we do that, can I? Uh, no. R- 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 okay. All right. I, I, <laughs> no, what? I Go shall. ahead. Can we uh, uh, vibrate the, the standing line of people trying to get in here a little bit and tell them that if you were to call us on the air right about now. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to. We'd get you right in there. I mean, you wouldn't have to wait there. 260-6368. And uh, you yes. can bring up any subject you want about eating, restaurants, cooking, wine, whatever you, uh, whatever is in your head. Uh, I want to hear your your ideas about cooking. Does that mean you cooking. don't want to hear any more about corn fritters from me? Oh, no, indeed it doesn't. Work like that, darling. It is is uh, is much nicer than that. I don't that. understand. I don't understand it. Uh-huh. And so let me go back to asking you this, though: is yeah. is a corn fritter? Uh huh. Yeah. Where you take a vat of hot oil. Yeah. And you drop batter that uh-huh. would be say cornbread. Yeah. That then gets dropped into hot oil and made into this. Or what is it? What is it exactly? Uh, the way uh, that I've ever done it is to have a, something that is frying big He's time. He's never made a corn fritter in his life. <laughs> oh, good. And uh, right next to it, uh, there is uh, another collection of this uh, this uh, corn stuff. And once they come together, you realize that you have to have this really clean, no grease, no uh, no problems like that, and then you'll get this nice, clean uh, uh, fritter. Corn fritter. Okay. All right. Well, enough about that. They're not very good anyway. I, I can't imagine that a lot of them are sold, although they must sell some because they do come on. Uh, I can't imagine going through the effort to make them if people don't eat them because they yeah. seem to have no... They seem to have no purpose in my universe anyway. Mm. Boy, so, that is uh, – that must – the people must take that hard when they hear about that. <laughs> you know what I was writing? Speaking of things oh, that are beignet-type fritters mm-hmm. and things that are fried like yeah. that, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about the dinner that we had at Katie's where he had his – is this the one from a, about beignet. a week ago? Yeah, his, that see, was the something. gin dinner, the seafood beignet. That's really good. Yeah. That's I, really good. Um, one of these days, and I don't know how many more Thanksgivings we're going to be doing, probably none at our house. I'll probably do the next one at Mary Lee's house. But mm. um, one of my fantasies is to do a crab meat beignet. Not the way, not the way Scott a, nah, That's does a it. great idea. Well, they have them all over the place, but I would white, like to try them myself. White uh, uh, uh Crab meat? Crab. No, yeah. no. The crab meat is white. We know that. Yeah. But the uh, the actual uh, batter that well, you turn into. Well, no, I wouldn't do that at all. I no? wouldn't. I wouldn't do a batter at all. You know what I would do? I would Tell take. Me. I would take the. Uh, okay, look. I'm gonna cheat because I don't really care for beignets to begin with. But um, people ask about how to make beignets, and to me, it's so simple. I don't know why anybody would do anything other than this. But you take the canned biscuit dough that's already cut into the little biscuits mm-hmm. and you separate the biscuits and you cut them into fours and you drop them into 350 oil and then sprinkle them with powdered sugar and you have beignets. That is a beignet all right. And they're yeah. they're 
quite good beignets. They're yeah. at least as good as the ones you're getting down at Cafe Du Monde. Anyway, that my, doesn't take my a new lot. fantasy, I know, my new fantasy is, um, <clears throat> and these are just fantasies because I'm never going to do it, but um, but maybe you might if you are interested in looking for a really good appetizer. I would love to take some green onions and some uh, in butter and put some crab meat in there. Blue would be fine, blue claw crab meat with some cream and make like a little, it doesn't have to be a bechamel or anything, just like a little mixture mm-hmm. to take those same beignet uh like the the just right out of the can and and to stretch it a little bit and then wrap it and drop that into the oil and use that as an appetizer with like a remoulade a white remoulade dipping sauce that would mm-hmm. be really good. That's going to turn up on my table one oh, of these days. Uh, well, let me know so I can check it out well, and, I never, and see if I learned something I new. I never, uh, I've not done it mm. yet because you've always talked me out of doing fried things for um, for Thanksgiving. And, and really, yeah, we have so much food at Thanksgiving, there's no there's no actual point in doing uh, that. I'm but anyway, that would be a good appetizer, I think. And when Mary Lee and I do our catering mm. business, we'll do that. Ooh, <laughs> there goes the plugger. <laughs> This is The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. Our program today is sponsored by Porter and Luke. What do you know? Here it is on this. Get out, really? Yeah. What, yeah. You don't think Porter it, and Luke. You no, see, I do here's, think it is. I do one, think that it one, is. That one, that one. Porter and Luke, yes. Anyway, I have their their whole menu, and this is a big, big menu. I mean, I could have put it in front of me, and you'd never know who I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's, uh, I'm going to start at the bottom no, that's You're ridiculous. We're going through the whole menu. We're going to, I'm going to go through the menu, not the whole menu, but uh, but a here and up there and up there. Well, why don't okay. you do some of those that we haven't already done? Because what okay. we've already done is the that's you know it's kind of hard to do because uh, for example they have Parmesan crusted eggplant, which is a classic. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, they have a, they have a blue crab dip, have you ever, which is good. Have you ever even thought about having hummus at Porter and Luke? No. It's and on the menu right here is. in the middle I of it. I know. I've never gotten it there because I just does, it doesn't seem like a hummus, hummus kind of place. <laughs> Let's hope it <laughs> isn't sorry, I ever can't, I can't and will say that word be. anymore without throwing the back of my throat No, out. here's another one. Grilled chicken. All right? Grilled chicken, mixed green salad, tossed. With uh, all together, that's what Mary Lee always gets. Charbro- yeah, I know she she really loves that. Yeah, and uh, roasted pecans. Well, it's and- safe because she knows how to behave when it's time to go out and eat, and that's why uh. she looks like she does, and I don't. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, we've gotten uh, that, and let me throw one in here that we haven't mentioned so far, and that is uh, something that we never bring up. Uh, well, f- rarely bring up uh, their onion rings. Which yeah. are pretty good. Yeah, they are. The They're only, hand cut. They're hand cut. The the only problem they have is after you've had like three bites, you you are gonna be really eating yourself nutty because it's it's really you can't stop eating them. Yeah, onion rings do have that situation going, which is good yeah. because whenever you get onion rings, they're a pile about a foot high, so you might as well be really revved up about eating them. Yeah. You know what they have there sometimes that you don't see in too many places? Liver and onions. You know where we used to go for that all the time was uh, Porter. Oh, wait, it's not Porter <laughs> anything. It's uh, on on uh, Veterans Highway uh, about a block away from... 
Furious. Furious, exactly. I was about exactly to say, it. Tom, if this goes Furious. back to the 70s, I can't help you. I'm sorry. That's okay. all right. Thank you, Doug. Doug helped Anyway, you, Doug. so... Uh, uh, that is uh, also... It's a, it's, a, it's a neighborhood kind of yeah, food. Neighborhood. You know, it's like a New Orleans neighborhood. Do they eat liver and onions in any place else, or uh, is that like a New Orleans thing? Oh, no, no. It's not a big New Orleans thing. It's, it's a Yankee thing uh, to a great extent. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but you can find some. Uh, we just mentioned a couple of seconds ago uh, about... Uh, the, the liver uh, and onions? The is, liver is, and that's onions. That's a Yankee from, thing? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wow. And uh, and uh, you wow. go up the country and you'll bump it. Uh, oh, that's into interesting. A I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was any place. That seems like a very New Orleans kind of thing. Well, if you want to get anyway, it, Pascal's Manali. They they have it there too. Yeah, well, that's real again good. New Orleans. I, I mean, yeah. old old New Orleans kind of places. Uh-huh. So Porter and Luke, fifteen seventeen Metairie Road in Metairie, good comfort food served by. Now, this is true. The quintessential yeah. New Orleans kind of waitresses. Oh? Like Brandy. Oh, We're yeah. about she's, to be served by she's one? She's very much a, a New Orleans. You know who she's like? She's like who's that she? cute little girl. On, Brandy. She's the, Brandy. like the cute little girl on the North Shore. Um, Brienne. Maybe it's a B thing. Yeah, Brienne, who works uh, waits on us at um, Impostados. Oh. Anyway, oh, Porter yeah, Luke, 1517 great. Metairie Road in Metairie. Hmm. This All is right. the food show. And uh, really, we have gone much too far without having a couple of calls from somebody, and we're waiting for you right now. If you wouldn't mind calling us, we would certainly not mind your doing so. Our telephone number is 260-6368. And if what you have on your mind is something you're not sure belongs on the show, forget about that, because we talk about everything here, within reason. You know, we, we... if it's about uh, food, we if, will talk about it. That is what we're all sure. about, and uh, you're you're more than welcome. And if you have some something on your mind that is place uh, that you've been eating, place that, that you're going to yeah, eat, or, talk uh, about that, or a place you're wondering is worth going to, because there are a lot of restaurants you go to them and you find out that they're you know on the way in that they're not very good. But uh, do you find that I tell you what I I absolutely feel this way? Yeah. If you first of all, when I'm like in a strange city or something, and I'm trying to decide if a restaurant is good, I can and often do go into the restaurant mm-hmm. and pretend that I'm looking for someone that I'm going to meet and scope out the food on the tables. Ah. And I feel like you can really tell a lot about what a restaurant's going to be like by just looking at the food. There's there's a saying that my brother uses a lot. Which if it one? walks like a tu- uh, if it walks like a duck and clucks like a duck, <laughs> it's probably a duck. So, you can see a vast difference in food and I have gotten to the point where I can just walk into a restaurant and I can go, "Okay, this is not something that I want to do." Well, and so much for true. that. I mean, that's why people, that's why chefs spend so much time on prep, not preparation, but presentation. I mean, presentation is a really, really important thing. Sometimes, though, presentation is deceiving or deceptive, and it looks really good, but isn't. But you know what? No. Tell me. Truly, truly. Yeah. And I think. Most people 
would have to agree with this. Yeah, let's find out. I mean, if you don't, I mean, I'd like to hear from you. But but I think that it's really, really rare when something goes pow and you're just (laughs) – really, it gets your attention. Uh It really gets your attention. The last meal we had like that was at Zazu. Oh, okay. So exciting food. This is uh, a kind of a uh, what's the word? It's an experience that I have very rarely because most things blend to me. That most people, most everything, just kind of blends to me. We, you would go uh, zo. What's uh, zazu? Zazu. I knew walking in the door of that place that that was going to be a terrific. Well, but you're familiar with the chef, Sue Zemanik. You're familiar with her. I don't pay that much attention to that sort of thing, and I didn't really have any expectations at all. Mm. But I could see immediately that I was going to be excited about this food because it is exciting food. Very much so. But you don't see that very often. Most of the time you go, oh, you know, that's good. Uh, You know, it's that. What was the last time you were really wowed by something in a restaurant, and what is it? Or what was it? 260-6368. Oh, now there's a good question. I mean, I can count them on my, you know, one hand of things in the last uh, we gotta, we gotta 10 get years. A, we have to get at least five people to, uh, to uh, give us an answer The last things that wowed that. me were... Uh-huh. What's the best dish the that last has thing that turned you on? The last thing that wowed me at a restaurant mm-hmm. yeah. was... Uh, and there's just two of them I can think of. Um, the mac and cheese. I'm sorry. No, oh, please. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. But the After mac- an hour, we come back. We circle cheese. back. <laughs> the mac and cheese at Brown Butter knocked my socks off. That's a good restaurant, though. Okay. It knocked. I don't like the look of it, though. No, uh, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I, it, it looks like a I'm bar. I'm put off by the look of it. <laughs> to me, the I feel like in a restaurant, the atmosphere and the food should be working in tandem, and one should not be really off the charts, and the other, like like Uglesiches, for example. Everybody oh, that loved, was, but that was a dump, you know. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think every time I've been there, I've been there about four or five times, <clears throat> and although what brown butter is, we're back to brown yeah. butter, uh-huh. and although it has kind of like a rough sort of quality to it, the food is fantastic. The food is fantastic, oh, which fantastic. is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, I know that's you, but that's yeah. not me. Like I don't really need to go to a place. Like I would go back and have their mac and cheese. I would go back. I would go back to brown butter because the food is so good. That it does make me kind of think, okay, I really should go have some more of that food. Yeah. But the but the, the the surroundings are off putting to me. To me, okay, because I'm an I'm an atmosphere person. Oh well. All right, so that's we one. We can't win them all. The other one is at my all time favorite restaurant in the city. Period. Yeah. The end. And what might that be? Del Porto. Del Porto. Del Porto is where you will get. Great That's your service. Favorite right it now? is my favorite in the city. I have two favorite it, restaurants. It's a good, good restaurant. I have restaurant. one favorite restaurant in the whole wide world. That's Bottega Louie in Los Angeles. Oh. Hmm. Followed yeah. by Del Porto here. And then everything else is in a varying shade of something. But if you said to me, like people used to always say, What's your favorite restaurant? And I could never answer that. But now I can. Del Porto is my favorite restaurant in town. Hmm. Period. The end. I don't um, think I've ever heard you say that before. I said that but the I'll, last time I was at yeah. Del Porto with you. But um, but the thing that wowed me there most recently mm-hmm. is their, um, it's a dessert. It's their um, chocolate crostata. Chocolate crostata with marshmallow, which I don't like, gelato. But it was pow. 
it was definitely a pal. Mm. And I find that to be the case with just about everything I have there. Hmm. Well, In a sexy you environment, your... you, you hit a home run with me. Yeah. That's Del Porto for me. Hmm. You know? that's, a, that's a great looking restaurant. Uh, the food has always been good too, but I think the food years—the best food years for Porter, uh, for I'm sorry, Porto? Uh, yeah, with Del Porto—is mm-hmm. still coming. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I it's a forward, very good restaurant. I look forward to right. seeing it, but those people knock my socks off every time I go in there. Our to program, s- if I may, uh, stick my nose in here, is no. No, we don't need to do that. Two six zero six three six eight. We have a couple more of those uh, in the next hour. But anyway, so those are my two things that absolutely have knocked my socks off recently. I was also wowed by the Arancini. I love Arancini. Again, on another North Shore restaurant, but that's where we live, folks. Lolo, which is an exceptionally good restaurant on the North Shore. Um, and it's in a, did, a train track. It's a, in a, tra- yeah. a train uh, uh, car. car. They you. had a blue crab version of Arancini, which was... Killer, and uh, and those are the three things in the last years years that I can say really made an impression on me. Because usually I sit down and I'm just I'm a social thing. I mean I I sit and eat you know for social reasons. So it's not like you know it's got to be really bad. <laughs> it's got to be really bad for me to yeah. be turned off. Well, uh, we've been bad enough for this uh, hour, but we have another hour coming. Or do we have two? No, we have one. We have one one. hour. And uh, we would love to have you call. give us a call. Think about what you might uh, tell us in a few minutes. And we'll come back, and I think we'll be victimized. I mean, uh, Al- 504-260-6368 is the number if you would like to talk to us. This is WWL-FM 105.3 HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.